Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Neil World Order Podcast. Coming to you on a chilly Saturday night here in Wisconsin. What an interesting uh, weather week here, uh, to say the least. Probably for a lot of people in the Midwest. And uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of people are still uh, dealing with it. Wednesday, kind of what, Wednesday afternoon into... uh, I mean, pretty much overnight Thursday, we had this wicked ice storm. And we don't get a lot of that here. Um, I mean, usually it just snows, right? You know, but everything was covered in ice here in southeastern Wisconsin, which, you know, where I live. Uh, Lots of people lost power. I think there's still some people without power. Um, Great day for generator salespeople on Thursday, I'm guessing tons and tons of trees down uh, we actually had uh, one of our birch trees kind of bent over and broke in half uh, we were fortunate enough that it fell away from the house um, a larger branch on our I don't know maple tree out front it didn't break but it's it's been an issue that I think is needed to be dealt with for a long time and it, it's like pulling teeth to get uh, somebody to come cut a tree down for you that I think we had three people no show uh, for quotes. Uh, one quote was insane, and it's just been. And now, edge of the the edge of the branch, kind of with the storm, kind of caught under the shingles on the second story. And now I'm worried it's going to pull that off. So obviously, I'm going to have to give it a couple weeks before I call somebody because they're going to be so busy dealing with the mess, the aftermath uh, from the storm. Uh, in my lifetime, I mean, I've seen a few ice storms uh, back home in Tennessee. Sometimes the weather kind of stays at a temperature where you get these wintery mixes. And actually, a year to the date of our ice storm on Wednesday, we had one last year. I don't remember it being to this extent, but, you know, my memory isn't worth much. But, um, yeah, it was... It was crazy. I mean, there's my backyard is like a hill, like my lot, pretty much like the flat part of my lot is like my driveway, my house and my deck out back and then the rest of it. So it's nice when it rains and stuff like that. And when the thaw happens in the spring, because all the water runs away from my house, it's literally like the only hill on my street. But my backyard is like, you know, it got up to about 30, I don't know, 38 today, so there was some melting, uh, stuff falling off, like chunks of ice just falling off the trees, off power lines, uh, you know, melting off the gutters, and it's like, bam, you know, stuff hitting the house, but like, where it snowed, and then I, my backyard has like, I don't know, the length of my yard, and probably about 10 feet down, and it's just a sheet of ice, and it's like a nightmare to go out with the dogs, because you're praying to God you don't fall. Because I, I even like salted. I salted the the mulch walk out off the deck. I salted some of the yard, thinking, okay, this shit's gonna melt because it's gonna get warmer. It's gonna be warmer Monday and Tuesday, but it's uh, it, it's been a nightmare out there for the uh, last couple days. Uh, we actually, uh, I didn't have to work on Thursday. There was we had no power. Internet was down. Um, wasn't going to come up to like later in the afternoon, so it was kind of pointless. So you guys know I do delivering, uh, so I did like some spark delivering for Walmart, and that was crazy. I made almost like two hundred and fifty bucks that day, easy money. But uh, and the ro- the roads were great the next day, 
driveways were a complete nightmare. Um, I used so much salt on my driveway to get about the first day, you know, I wanted to see if it was even going to take because the ice, I don't know, it was probably half inch, three quarters, maybe an inch thick. It was, I mean, this was, it, this storm just brought so much precipitation. I like didn't, we didn't think it was ever going to end. I had assumed at some point we would lose power. We're fortunate that we have, uh, you know, coming into our house, we have underground electrical, but still, you know, if a transformer drops somewhere else in the vicinity, it's obviously going to affect you. But our power flickered a little bit Thursday morning, which I think was probably due to them rerouting things and trying to get things back online for people who had lost power. I know a lot of people had trees knock down their overhead services or hit their meters or whatever. They were bringing in power. I believe they declared a state of emergency. Uh, the governor did here. Uh, they brought in people from all over. I think they they had a, they have electrical crews up here from Kentucky and stuff like that. That it was. I mean, it was crazy. Like I said, it just like. You know, they predict bad weather all the time, and I'm always one to be like, yeah, whatever, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, even the last, I mean, we've had two major snowfalls that were, you know, the first one was supposed to be three inches, was a foot. The last one was supposed to be a foot, and it was a foot. Um, but I would have taken three feet of snow over dealing with this stuff. It's just, you know, the ice is dangerous. You know, you don't see it sometimes on the road. But, yeah, Thursday I was delivering. I was making a killing. But, like, you know, you could branches were still falling in places. You know, there was, like, a warm spot there Thursday for about an hour around 11 a.m. And stuff started to fall off the trees. It was like, you know, you'd walk out and bam, bam, you know, somebody's tree, the crap would fall on you. But this was a huge storm. It, um, I think it was start Iowa to all the way across Michigan and I think into western Pennsylvania. I know there were even, you know, where the storm originated out west. I know they're having issues in California, I believe. There was snow in Oakland. Uh, It was just kind of this crazy, you know, and it's going to happen. It's winter, you know. Winter never goes out without kicking in the dick. I mean, what do we got, about three weeks left of winter, and then it's spring, which... I mean, I guess the only thing you really sometimes celebrate as far as spring in Wisconsin is that it's not winter. I've talked about this. Spring's usually cold and rainy. Uh, we've had a few years where we're fortunate enough and it just gets hot. But, you know, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But thankfully, uh, warmer temps are around the corner. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go from ice to puddles and mush and muddy everywhere. Uh, the wife and I uh, ventured out into, uh, it was one of my niece's birthdays, uh, we went to a kid's party, which, wow, kid's parties are so sensory overload. Like, I, I don't know how I managed these when my daughter was younger, but, you know, 10, 15 kids bouncing off the wall, screaming, yelling, having a good time, doing what they're supposed to. But, like, as an adult, you sit there and you're like, oh, my God, somebody hand me a drink. But um, they open up this huge grocery store. In uh, Janesville, those of you who live in Iowa are probably in Madison are familiar with High V. It's like H Y V E. It's uh, similar similar to Meyer, without as much as the general merchandise, but it, it's just they have. I mean, this place has a Wahlburgers inside. They make their own pizza, sushi, like the the, the I guess the cafe options for you to eat at eat in at. 
there are amazing. There were so many people in this place. And it opened here two or three weeks ago. So it's still in the new phase. I wanted to check out the liquor store. I got a bottle of Redemption bourbon. Uh, I didn't crack it open tonight. A little tired tonight, so I didn't want to drink too hard. So uh, I actually picked up a couple. I'll get back to Hy-Vee in a second. Uh, I'll just finish the Hy-Vee story. But, yeah, so we were in there. We were going to look around and stuff, but there was just so many people. Like, we had to park, like, a store over and walk. But it's it's crazy. I mean, it was it was it, it's cool. There's a ton of good stuff there, you know. So we we joked that okay, we'll give it you know a couple of weeks and come back at, you know later in the later in the evening on a school night or something. Maybe there won't be as people there, many people there. But um, yeah, I went and check out the liquor store to see if they had any uh, hard to find stuff. Nothing really. I like I said, I picked up a bottle of Redemption. Uh, it's only like a twenty four dollar bottle. Tonight, I'm actually drinking an, an old favorite, uh, Old Smoky Salty Watermelon, which everyone knows is like, you know, my favorite whiskey. Um, we picked up a bottle of this last night, which it's almost gone uh, from last night, not tonight. And I got a bottle. They make a co- cookie dough whiskey, which actually was really good. They were doing a sampling at a liquor store close to uh, one of my buddy's house. And we were hanging out there. Last night, and I got like three bottles for sixty bucks. I got the salty watermelon, of course, salty, the salted car- caramel, and then I got the cookie dough one because uh, Kai said, "Oh, if that's good, I'd like to try it." You know, she's not much of a drinker really at all. Uh, usually, not even whiskey, but um, I thought I'd get her to try this. But yeah, so taking her easy tonight with a little just sixty proof salty car, salty watermelon, old smoky, and a little bit of ice. A long day today. Um, well, I mean, it, sometimes it happens when you don't get out of bed until like 9, 30, 10 o'clock on the weekend, but I love that. We were able to score some flooring for the uh, basement down here. We'll get that project started uh, probably sooner rather than later, and then this will be done. Like, I, I don't know um, what I'm going to do with myself when this is 100% done because, you know, it's been just something I've been working on forever and Kai had done this thing with the drape with these drapes and a, and a uh, I guess like a, you call it a curtain rod she had made to block off the shop and the uh, some of the storage area here that looks amazing she got that done I think she got that done on Thursday what a, yeah she's she was home Wednesday or Thursday maybe yeah she was home Wednesday not Thursday because the storm actually started like earlier in the day. But yeah, eventually when I get all this done, I'll put some of those. Some of you who are friends with me on my personal Facebook. I've seen a lot of the pictures. Uh, there'll be more once we get the flooring and everything done. But um, loving it down here. Every time I sit in this chair, I think I sit here for like fifteen minutes before I even get started because it's so comfy. Um, you know, it's just kind of its own little peaceful, cozy thing down here. It's my little hangout. Um, you know, it'll be a great spot to entertain, have friends over, chill out, watch watch things on TV that my wife doesn't want to watch, which is usually sports or wrestling. But um, anyway, speaking of sports, Thursday morning, uh, Aaron Rodgers left his darkness retreat at a faci- facility that was somewhere in Oregon. Um, so supposedly he stayed in this small room. It was like 300 square feet. Um, said only to have a queen mattress, bathroom, a meditation mat, and that was Rogers' 
like home away from home, I believe it was for four days, he had cited that this uh, retreat is part of part of his mental wellness process. Um, and I believe he does it every year. I think this year it just garnered way more attention. And, you know, the media se- seemed to really dwell on it this year. And he's kind of, it seems that Aaron Rodgers has ruffled a lot of feathers. And I think part of it's his anti-hero status and his outspoken beliefs. Uh, you know, and pretty much how he spoke out on the whole COVID narrative and vaccinations and he called people out on their bullshit. And a lot of people don't like that. You know, I guess he was looked at one of those people that was supposed to, you know, they expected everyone to just fall in line. But, um, you know, he's a very educated person. He's very well spoken and articulate. And I think, you know, they were like, OK, here's this big guy, big superstar that is doesn't care to rock the boat, you know, and he doesn't. I think he speaks for himself. He doesn't try to give people, you know, he's not trying to change anybody's beliefs, but uh, I can always appreciate someone who does that. You know, and it's crazy how it rubs people the wrong way, even here in Wisconsin, you know, with the Packer fan base. And, it, it like, I, he gets he gets so much shit in these fan forums on social media, and even from, like, media personalities, and they... It always kills me because they kind of try to label him as like a distraction and, you know, the word diva comes up a lot. And when you think about Aaron Rodgers, you know, if you just go off the field, he's he's never had any issues with the law. I know there's some personal family drama with his immediate family, but he doesn't even share enough or make tabloids enough to where we really even know what any of that drama is or if any of it's even true. He, he does, you know, he's like I said, he's never been in trouble with the law. No DUIs, doesn't beat his wife. He's not even married. No gun charges, you know, speeding tickets, doing 100 miles an hour, uh, sexual assault allegations, none of that, nothing. Not even, like, parking tickets. Uh, and he does so much behind the scenes for his community. Um, he's And he's easily a top three talent to ever play the quarterback position. He's a minority owner in the Milwaukee Bucks. I believe he's a very small minority owner in the Milwaukee Brewers. I could be wrong. Uh, Heavily invested in the uh, MAC Fund, which uh, does a lot for, I think it's the Milwaukee Area Children's Charity. It does a lot for uh, pediatric cancer and stuff like that. And a lot of those, you know, he doesn't go around promoting everything he does. He's not one for photo ops. And like I said, it seems daily all the talking heads whether it be espn fox um you know beat writers or whatever have just been throwing shade at him and to an extent it, it kind of makes me like him more because i think those are people i don't value their opinions and i'm like okay your jobs are kind of dumb and you just make shit up you know even to the point where uh aaron Rodgers called out adam schefter and ian rapaport you know when they kept having these reports and he was like let's be real he goes they don't know shit they don't know anyone in my inner circle. No one in my inner circle communicates with them. He goes, so they literally just make shit up. And he goes, and I know they have a job to do, and I'm not trying to disrespect them or whatever. He goes, but at the end of the day, he goes, they don't know shit. And even when put on the spot, and this was on the Pat McAfee show, I believe Rogers is on there every Tuesday. And it's always great bits because McAfee will fire away at him. And Rogers doesn't carry answers. You know, he tells, he gives his opinion. He tells it like it is. But uh, when McAfee questioned Ian Rappaport a couple days later, like, Rappaport had nothing. He couldn't retort. He couldn't say Rod. He didn't say anything negative about Rodgers. You know, he's just 
kind of politics and said, oh, you know, we're just trying to do our job and blah, blah. But he couldn't say, yeah, I do have people in the in his inner circle and the information I give you is correct because it wasn't, you know. He was literally just making crap up. So, I mean, I wouldn't say making crap up, but maybe he didn't have, um, you know, solid sources. He's just going off rumors, you know, and it's like, one day it's like, oh, Rodgers is going to come back, blah, blah, blah. Then the next day it's like Packers are sick of Rodgers and his behavior. And there's really no behavior to be sick of. I mean, I've honestly, I've never seen a fan base that was in such a hurry to become like the Cleveland Browns. Because let's be real, if Rodgers leaves, we're going to become the Cleveland Browns overnight. No offense to Cleveland, but your team sucks. Your ownership's terrible. You make terrible personnel moves you never hire the right coaches you don't draft what like like cleveland is just like the epitome of a terribly owned sports franchise it's almost like it, it, cleveland's like a running joke you know the city's even called the mistake by the lake and I, I have great memories of hanging out in cleveland and going to indians games and stuff back in the day but but cleveland it's just i mean it's cleveland you know at the end of the day but um you know, sometimes I think maybe they should, when they started the XFL up again, maybe uh, they should have sent Cleveland there. But supposedly Rodgers was going to, you know, have some clarity after his sabbatical here. And, you know, maybe we'll get here in the next week or so, we'll find out what the future holds, uh, whether it's re-signing, retiring, uh, requesting a trade. And I, I mean, I guess from there, if it's re-signing or being traded, the fun starts and we find out what this team's going to look like in the next year or two. But, um, yeah, you know, that's that's the Aaron Rodgers saga, and I, apparently it exhausts people. But, you know, I, I mentioned the XFL a second ago. I actually watched a little of a XFL game the other night. I think it was, like, the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Seattle Sea Dragons, which I, that's just a stupid team name. Josh Gordon, the super talented receiver who lives to smoke weed and constantly gets suspended. I think he may, I don't know if he's suspended from the NFL currently or maybe he just ran out of teams that would sign him. He actually plays for Seattle. He caught a uh, he caught a, a ball when I was watching. Uh, it was a an extra point conversion play. But uh, former Alabama QB and NFL backup AJ McCarron is actually the uh, St. Louis quarterback. Uh Danucci was the Seattle quarterback. I believe he played for Dallas when there was like that Dak, that year Dak was hurt, and it seemed like they had a different quarterback every other week. I believe he was one of those. So I'm, I'm watching the, the the XFL game, and I got to admit, the, the play was not terrible. I mean, there were a few, a few names I recognized, um, a lot more of these guys supposedly, you know, drafted, played in the NFL, uh, you know, guys that maybe just didn't pan out or had injuries or probably character issues like Josh Gordon. But they ha they have some really cool things they're trying out. Um, like when they go for extra points, you can go for, I believe it, I don't, you can go for one point, three points, or four points. And it's kind of depending on where you line up, like one point is from like the five-yard line. Uh, maybe three point is 15 and four points is 20 or maybe it's 10 and 15 for three and four. I, I wasn't paying that close of attention. But but it's cool because it gives teams, an, I mean, you can score a touchdown, go for a four-point conversion, and, you know, you got 10 points. You know, it's almost like a touchdown can become a two-score 
can close, you know, you can gain 10, po- 10 points, which I thought was really neat. Um, you know, I, I thought their kickoff process and point, like, or punt formations were really cool, how no one can move until the ball is actually caught. Uh, and on the kickoff, the players almost line up like they do on every play. The kicker is obviously further back, and it's the same thing. You know, they're kind of five yards apart, ten yards apart, and, it, you know, it's just like a regular play. And I think this is meant to prevent the injuries of guys coming flying down the field, you know, concussions. I, I hate kickoffs in the NFL. I mean, one, 90%, probably 95% of them are kicked out of the end zone. The ball ends up on the 25-yard line anyways. Or it always seems to be injuries, so then there's the stoppage of play. You know, I know we think of the few exciting times someone ran one back, and but those plays are so few and far between anymore that the days of having guys like Rocket Ishmael are, are over. We're not going to see that. You know, and I think this is kind of maybe something interesting that could eventually translate to the NFL. You know, and the XFL now, the league is actually owned by uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, and a few business partners, uh, including his ex-wife, Danny Garcia. Um, and, and so far, it seems to be off to a good start as far as marketing and exposure. Um, and I believe, as I was reading and looking you know, into, into the XFL a little more, there is an agreement with the XFL and the NFL as far as the XFL more or less kind of being a guinea pig for new implementations. Like I talked about the extra points, the punt and um, field goal, or um, sorry, the punting and kickoff formations. I believe, too, like instead of an onside kick, you go for it on they – they give you a fourth and 15 on the your 25, and if you don't convert it, well, then it's the other team's ball right there, which is kind of neat, too, because I think onside kicks are stupid. Um, you know, and, and they're experimenting with, you know, gameplay as well as uh, technology and the way the game is covered, the way replay is done, how the replay officials work. Um I don't know if anyone knows this, but a little-known fact, um, the cameras that kind of go above the NFL fields, like on the X-Wire or whatever, that actually was technology created by Vince McMahon in the original XFL back in the day when he owned the league. Um, and I think, and I don't believe the NFL was really partnered with the XFL previously. I know Vince McMahon kind of was trying to be better than the NFL was kind of his thing to make the play more physical and faster play and, you know, none of the no-fun league bullshit. And I think having the NFL on board could be, you know, long-term, could be could be cool for the league, you know. And, and you may even see this version of the league outlive, outlive its previous versions. As I said, I, I believe this is the third incarnation of the uh, XFL, you know. And like I said, Obviously, having The Rock on board is huge as far as marketing. Although sometimes I wonder if Dwayne Johnson has kind of overextended himself. Like, it seems like he's literally invested in everything. You know, I feel like his face is everywhere. And that's great. You know, you want to brand yourself, strike while the iron is hot. You know, maybe you look at it, you only have a small window, uh, and then your 15 minutes is gone. Obviously, he's been at this for a lot longer. And he has a huge following. He's a great spokesperson. You know, he's very charismatic. So um, we'll see how, you know, like I said, how that continues to go. Um, I was thinking the other day, and I was like, it would be cool 
if, uh, this is very hypothetical, just talking about how the NFL is having them trying different things. Like if they had the winner of like the XFL championship, then play the worst team in the NFL. And if the XFL team wins, then they go to the NFL. And then the Bears, Lions, Browns, or whoever's going to be the worst team, maybe the Packers if Rodgers is gone, they end up playing in the XFL for the next year. And it's kind of similar to what they do in uh, European football or soccer with the champions in Premier Leagues. Uh, teams move back and forth based on, uh, you know, their standings and winning championships and, you know, the worst team ends up here. And it kind of almost, you know, it creates the incentive that, okay, even if you're not winning championships, you still want to compete at a high level to be in the best spots. But, um, yeah, that's that's my take on the XFL. I, and, you know, it's been on a lot. I think there's, there's what, Saturday night games and Saturday games as well as Thursday night game. It, I think ESPN and ABC, obviously, because it's tied in with the NFL. And, um, yeah, you know, if you're bored and you miss football, I know, I think the USFL is relaunching again in the spring. Um, we'll see how that goes. I feel like that was last year, too, and, and it was really bad. Like, I thought I watched some games, and I was just like, okay, this is really bad. And just, you know... I think a couple of those guys, what the, one of the guys ended up playing for the Panthers this year, P.J. Walker or whatever, and a few of those players, you know, transitioned. The kick returner for Dallas, I can't think of his name, but he was uh, played very well, made a name for him in the USFL, and that translated to him making, you know, the Dallas Cowboys roster, and he had, he was, I think he had a very good year on special teams. But, yeah, that's a lot of sports talk, huh? So... I spoke last week about, I believe it was last week or the week before, they kind of all run together sometimes because it's just like, I don't know, the episodes are just numbers and song titles, right? And uh, in the process that has kind of like become now the physical health journey, uh, you know, I'm having to try new things. Um, as I work on healthier eating habits, I think I talked about how I'm a picky eater. I like what I like. You know, I'm a carb addict. You know, I, I, I'm not really open to trying new things usually but I understand that this is a process and to to be where I want to be and you know the big picture I'm gonna have to try new things I actually ate my first salad this week so I went like 40 some odd years of my life without ever eating a salad and I, the toss salad jokes can just start right now maybe we pause and just I let you say them out loud as you laugh about this but um anyways I actually liked it, you know, and I'm not going to make like your, I'm not going to be like a Caesar salad, um, Cobb salad, I hate dress, I hate ranch dressing, I hate blue cheese, I hate uh, Thousand Island, I hate Catalina, like I don't like any of that, I'm not an oil and vinaigrette, um, so, so kind of what I did, you know, I'm doing my own take on it, um, you know, I don't like onions, I don't like tomatoes, I don't like olives, um, on the reels though, I, I made myself a buffalo chicken salad. And if I'm being honest, I, I loved it. You know, I actually made a, a smaller one, too. I had had some, um, you know, the way I kind of looked at it, it was kind of like having a grilled chicken, a buffalo chicken wrap without the wrap, which is essentially what I was trying to do. And I thought I would do the same with, you know, when we make chicken tacos, is eliminate the shell and just, you know, you can break up, torti use tortilla strips or break up a hard shell, 
you know, it was like my buffalo chicken, cheese, spring, a spring lettuce mix, and then, you know, the buffalo sauce mix it up. And it's, it sounds so, so hipster. I have like this, um, if you love going to Costco, they have it there. It's a non-dairy avocado oil-based buffalo sauce. And it's phenomenal. It comes in like a two-pack. I think it's like nine bucks. And uh, they didn't have it for a long time, and they've had it now, so I've tried to stock up on it every time we go. And it, it's, it, it, the salad was great. I loved it. You know, at first I was worried, okay, sometimes buffalo sauce, you know, doesn't always do wonders for your tummy. And I was like, okay, now you're throwing in eating all this lettuce that my body's not used to as well. But, um, you know, I took one for lunch. So I actually, I think, I ate three salads this weekend. It was really good. Um, you know, I've been drinking a premier protein drink in the morning for breakfast as like a meal replacement and pretty much trying to eliminate bad carbs has kind of been the goal kind of give myself you know better like I said better eating habits um you know just ultimately to create a healthier lifestyle and feel better uh we've been doing the DDP yoga which I love uh, my wife had bought it for me years ago for father's day Oh, sorry, I'm really tired. We had a late night last night, and it's, what is it, only like, yeah, it's only 11 o'clock tonight. I don't think we got home till like 1 last night, which is super late for Kai, because Kai's usually asleep on the couch by 8.30. But yeah, you know, like I said, my goal with the salad thing was try to eliminate my my shells, and you can get keto or low-carb, no-carb uh soft shells i'm not a huge hard shell taco person mainly because like you bite into them they crack in half and you end up just having taco all over your hands so they seem kind of stupid but um you know and like i said i've just been trying new things i actually got uh i think i talked about this i haven't eaten it yet but the uh buffalo uh cauliflower bits that you steam or whatever and we'll see how that goes cauliflower rice wasn't or riced cauliflower wasn't wasn't bad so my goal is, I guess, to kind of continue and feel better. Uh, you know, I, I've started to lose some weight. Um, I feel better. Like I said, I don't feel as rigid in the morning. And, you know, it's all part of a journey to just, like, total wellness. And I find it completely ironic that I preach this to you guys. And I'm not preaching it, but talk about it as I'm drinking whiskey, which, you know, bourbon actually has, like, a lot of empty calories in it. The moonshine is actually healthier for you than the uh, the bourbon, which is crazy if you think about it. But all in all, it's about feeling better, um, you know, and, you know, it's not for everyone. Like, you know, but then again, like, sometimes being unhealthy isn't for everyone. So it's each their own. I mean, this was just something I wanted to do for myself. I felt like I owed myself, you know, because you always want to try to be the best version of yourself. And I think sometimes that... You know, I've worked so much on being that mentally and that I th think it's time to, you know, change it over physically. Like I said, it, you know, when I talked about it weeks ago, it was like, man, I wish this was something I really had committed to maybe 10 years ago because doing these things in your mid-40s is way different than doing them in your mid-30s. I remember, you know, hitting 30, you know, and I played a lot of basketball in my life. That was like my life forever open gyms and pick up ball and all that. And I remember turning 30 being like, wow, this is not like it was when I was 25. And I didn't feel like I was in worse shape. You know, obviously everything was older and maybe that, you know, 
didn't run as smoothly. But, yeah, I think about it now. I'm like, damn, doing that for 30 minutes now would kill me. And I used to do this for two or three hours, three or four times a week. It's wild. But, um, yeah, so that that's really, you know, about the end of it. Uh, tonight's song was uh, Do I Want to Know by the Arctic Monkeys, who are actually an English rock band. I never knew that. Um, I don't know a lot about them. Uh, I think that song was, like, released in 2013 or 2014. They're from Sheffield, England. They're, I think they have a cool uh, band name. Arctic Monkeys is kind of cool. But they're obviously huge in the UK. Um, they're still making music today. They've sold almost, like, 6 million albums. Kind of falls into, like, I don't know what you call it, like, modern alternative or kind of rock and roll but they have a cool sound it's kind of almost a throwback to old like british invasion kind of music which if you like that stuff i know some people it's not for them but yeah check out the arctic arctic monkeys um march 4th as far as i know the uh bourbon sessions volume one is still going to happen uh keep your fingers crossed and we'll see we'll see how that works out and um as always, I appreciate everyone for tuning in. I uh, hope Everett, the storm for all of our listeners in the Midwest uh, wasn't too bad. I hope you didn't lose power. I know I had some family members that were without power uh, in Michigan for almost 24 hours. And I'm like, man, you know, those are like the little things you uh, you take for granted. You know, you don't have running water, your power goes out, or, you know, you're like, oh, wow, man, this is something I take for granted and pretty much is, you know, intertwined with everything I do in the house. But, um that's all I got. Uh, everyone have a wonderful weekend and uh, stay warm. And uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Later.